Hello and welcome to another episode of Curious Bites, where I can talk about the news, because it's the news, and it's interesting to me. So, first we're, uh, I'm going to talk about some E3 coverage that I may have been a bit late on covering for a couple of reasons. So, E3 happened, stuff was announced, that's about it. I mean, there's more to it than that, but in the scheme of things, it's just a giant show where they want you to buy things before you know anything about them. It's kind of strange. It's like a giant TV commercial, I feel like, most of the time. But anyways, uh, there was Fallout 4 being announced by Bethesda. Great. That's nice. I'm not a huge Fallout fan. I know a lot of PC gamers are. I cannot get into the post-apocalyptic world. It's very brown. Uh, most of the time, and I try to have game play some games with a bit more color. And the, just the uh, RPGs also the time sync uh, nature of them also are off-putting. But what I saw from Bethesda and Fallout 4 looks interesting. Uh, there's uh, quite a few features added, building the town thing. There's uh, they make it look a little bit more action-oriented, which I hope is a good thing. I know that the fans of the game really like the slow-paced and RPG elements and the VAT system and taking your time and making those decisions and talking to all those people. And to me personally, the combat always looked kind of tacked on in a way. And that's also the same with... uh, Elder Scrolls games as well, and the combat always is subpar in my opinion, but this one looks a little better, we'll see, again, this is definitely on my wait and see list as far as expectations go because it was a pre-recorded video and it had some gameplay in it, but it wasn't being actively played, so... That's great. Fans have been waiting. Uh, I hope that it gets released on time, because that seems to be a reoccurring theme recently. And also that it is everything that they say it will be, which may or may not be the case. So, next we've got Microsoft. And again, back to my first statement regarding this, is it feels like a TV show. A lot of these... Big co- the big three essentially are selling to their core audience, quote-unquote, which is the console that they respectively own. So the only notable thing I've thought of when, you know, watching the Microsoft thing was backwards compatibility, and the only reason I say that is because it should have shipped with the Xbox One, and they should have been supporting their previous games. It's quite fascinating to me how... So many gamers spend hundreds and hundreds of dollars on their consoles and their games because, let's be honest, nine times out of ten, they're spending 60 bucks on a game, and then they go and buy the new system, and all those games are useless. They might still have the old system, but they probably want to play on their new system, except there's no games for those early adopters, and so there's stuff stuck holding the bag there, the empty bag of there's nothing to play, 
I just spend a whole lot of money up front on a console. So the fact that it will be backwards compatible is a plus. One that doesn't specifically affect me, but it's still nice to see. Better late than never, I guess, is the uh, tagline for that. Sony's press conference, I gotta be honest, I'm nothing on there interest me per se unless there is a PC release of it and there is a probability that that's not going to be the case uh, but we shall see the Guardian game looked interesting as far as aesthetically the cross between hunting and the fact that like there was robots animals hybrid things going on that looks cool again it looks cool May I probably will never see it on PC unless uh Unless I'm wrong. So, that was that. Again, my overall view of E3 is mostly that it's a giant commercial, and they're trying to sell you as many things as they can in their given amount of time, and you don't find out till months later during the summer or fall, like, what the specifics are of the game that you are maybe interested in in regards to actual, spe you know, specifics story, you know, modes, game types, that type of thing. And then there's the whole releasing video of a game that's supposed to come out next year. Now, this is a particular sore subject for me because I think this is ridiculous and annoying. And you might be wondering why. Well, not only have we had issues in the recently regarding games that are shown at E3 and look like utter crap when they come out in comparison, but there's a whole, that's, you know, a year, give or take, depending on when the announced game is supposed to actually come out next year, where things can change. The visuals can change, gameplay can change, the direction of the story can change, features can be pulled or moved, a whole different slew of things can be changed within that year. So I understand that they're trying to get people excited for this game that they're announcing, but in reality it doesn't do us any good as as gamers. We can be like, that game looks cool, but wait, you know, we're going to have to wait for the game a year any a year out anyway, so what is the benefit to us to see trailers for games that may be cancelled even by the time the game's supposed to come out? The Division, I'm not really sure what that game is about anymore, um, it's supposed to be a survival Destiny-style game, but that game's been pushed back half a dozen times, uh, I think almost two years now, and we still don't get the game till 2016. So, that's a prime example of why I really despise E3 trailers of games and announcements that are supposed to come out next year. It doesn't help anybody as far as us. It may generate some buzz about, hey, they're at least working on this new game I'm interested in, but as far as it has X, Y, and Z, or it'll be on these platforms, or the release date is this particular date, or anything that is any value from uh, the consumer point of view is is not there. And I would much rather them come out on stage and say, hey, we're working on game X. Okay, cool. We now know that you're actually actively working on it, let me know when you have actual information to give me, preferably gameplay, or release date, or, better yet, both of release date 
and actual gameplay. So anyway, E3, moving on to Batman Arkham Knight being pulled from PC uh, sale-wise. You can no longer buy the game as of uh, last week due to the fact that the game ran like crap. I have not played the game personally, but it was pulled down from Steam, so, you know, there's definitely some uh, truth to be told when people are complaining about the game running like crap. Now, I'm not a huge Batman fan, so take that with a grain of salt, but the fact that a game is being pulled down from Steam is quite a big deal because it's the first time that that's happened that I can recall. And many people, including myself, are speculating that the main reason that it was pulled was due to the new Steam refund policy which is fantastic because this is exactly what the point of a refund policy is to get your money back when shit hits the fan and that's exactly what happened with Arkham Knight in a follow-up uh, interview with uh, Kotaku they some anonymous sources were saying that the game was not working right on PC for months before it was released so these bugs that people are experiencing now were well known uh, they were documented and Warner Brothers did zero to fix them or remedy them in any sense of the word and the main reason or two main reasons I guess uh, is quoted in the article I'll be linking that down below is that they didn't want to uh, hire a third party consulting or testing firm to test the PC version properly because they didn't want the story leaking. And the second reason is they ran into some technical issues regarding getting the game to work properly on console. Rocksteady did. And they ended up actually, Rocksteady didn't actually do the PC port. It was a different company altogether. So they, um, I guess, can not be held liable, possibly should still be held liable. It's a bit ridiculous that uh, AAA companies or, you know, any company can put their name on the box and say, hey, we did this when they clearly did not do that. So that's kind of annoying. And the fact that they were able to, I, you know, Gearbox has done it with Colonial Marine, but, you know, develop, AAA developers are off putting their uh, PC ports onto smaller companies. And then when shit goes south, they're just like, oh, that other company actually made the PC port, and that's why it sucks. And I really think that Rocksteady should, as they apparently have on Twitter, take responsibility for the uh, horrendous port that they've created and, you know, fix it up. And I don't think there's a time frame as far as how long it'll take for them to quote-unquote fix it. So it might re-release next month, six months. I mean, technically, there's still a possibility that they straight up just can't fix it and don't sell it on PC. So that's an option also. So, yeah. the It's good that consumers had an option to fight back against crappy games. And as I've been saying... For quite a while, Steam needed a refund policy. Everywhere should have a refund policy. It's it's for this type of in situation where 
a developer releases a craptastic game, and you're left holding the bag usually, but in this case, you can refund your game, get your money back. Fantastic news for consumers. I don't really think that uh, the W uh, Warner Brothers should have put the game out in the state that it was in. Not really sure what they were thinking, other than oh, it's it's good enough. I if the console version was running the way that the PC version was running, would they have said it was good enough for that? I don't know. It's Warner Brothers. They're hit or miss with things, mostly missing. So anyways, that's all from uh, for me for now. Thank you for uh, watching. Uh, watching. Uh, watching. The sponsor for today's video is Pretty Kitty Domains. If you're interested in starting a website and you want to make it pretty, head on over to shop.prettykittydomains.com to get started. And if you like what you're listening to, feel free to like and subscribe. If you want to hear me talk about something you're interested in, feel free to shoot me an email at wigan at thecuriousgamers.com. Until next time, I'm Wigan, and thanks for listening. The Curious Gamers is all you need in a gaming community. With articles, podcasts, forums, and more, it's everything you're looking for. There's t-shirts, cheese.